Welcome to Celebrating Act Two. Celebrating Act Two is the user manual for the second half of your life. Welcome back to Celebrating Act Two. Uh, we have with us today Dr. Liz Lister, hormone uh, expert, uh, Dr. Liz Lister, MD hormone expert, and um, we're here to discuss what today, John? Well, Liz, I uh, have a question about aging. You can tell from the gray hair that I'm concerned with aging. Um, and because you're a hormone expert and because our website and YouTube channel is celebrating Act Two, the second half of your life, your Act Two. Um, it came to mind that hormone therapy might either advance aging or, you know, delay aging. Does so? The question I have for you is: Does hormone therapy have any effect, really, on aging? I can give you a clear answer to that question. Great. Yes. The answer is yes, it does. Uh, yeah, but is it good or bad? And that finishes in a good way. That finishes in a, in a that finishes way. this segment with a simple yes, it does. And John Okay, we're done. No. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The shortest right, so, segment ever. But that's good right. news. Tell explain. I'm I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna give you the brief rundown. Basically, once we hit our teenage years and we start our bodies start to get active hormonally the levels go up, way up. <clears throat> and when we're young and we're in our early 20s and all through our 20s, we have these wonderful levels of hormones flowing through our bodies, all the way from our hair and our brain and our skin, all the way down on our bodies. Everything is where it's supposed to be. Things that are up or supposed to stay up, stay up. And <laughs> things that are supposed to stay down, stay down. Hey, hey, okay. keep it clean. And that's how that's how it goes when we're young in our teens and 20s. And that's because that's when we have our highest levels of all of the hormones that go flowing through our bodies. And things start to change in our 30s, typically. For some people, it's younger. A lot, uh, we, can, we should talk another time about endocrine disruptors, all the kinds of uh, things in, that are out there in our world that disrupt those hormones. But for the most part, younger people have these high levels of hormones. And most of us can think back to that time. Remember, we were 20, early 20s. You can stay out late, stay up all night, party all night. Okay, people who can remember that, any of our listeners that can remember those days. And then the next day, you're fine. You go to work, you go to class, you, you do what you got to do, and you feel okay, right? And that's the, that's what those vigorous levels of all those hormones allow us to do. I kind of like get excited just thinking about it. And, <laughs> and then we get this decline over the rest of our lives, really. And then, of course, women go through a time, usually average age is 51 in the United States, where they go through a, a real sudden drop-off in hormones. And that's where they get the more commonly known symptoms. But all of us, women and men, go through this decline of these hormone levels. And that's when we start to see the onset of illnesses. We start to see the onset of uh, cognitive issues. We start to feel more tired. And, uh, and all of this is related to hormone balance. So if a, you know, a, 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 a patient, a new patient comes to you and um, they're 
you're in many ways affecting uh, premature aging, uh, where people may have years and years ahead Absolutely. of them if, if uh, they are able to control this hormone, home hormone drop-off and things like that. So can you really address it for long periods of time, or can you, you give like more immediate relief? What is a normal course that somebody might expect if they uh, begin to address uh, uh, their issues with hormonal therapy? Excellent. That's a wonderful question. What I'm going to tell you is that when I embark, so I do a lot of evaluating first uh, with when I work with a particular patient. And when we get things started, most people that I work with, like 95% of people that I work with feel better by within the first few weeks. By about the one month mark, they can tell they either feel a little bit better. Sometimes they feel a lot better depending on what was going on. So that's the first part. Then the second part is over the next two to three months, that's when, as I like to say, the cells in our bodies realize that they are under new management with better hormone levels flowing through our bodies. And then over time, the body gets used to it and the effects kind of settle in and it becomes a more sustained effect. Now, you mentioned a couple of... um symptoms, I think it might be the right word, like uh, fatigue and and uh, things like that, physical. But I got to tell you, most people, particularly the women I know, uh, would be more interested in knowing how the hormone therapy affects their skin. Uh, because that's, exactly. for most of us, that's the, the, the most visible uh, sign of aging. Uh, it's not the most important necessarily, but it is very visible. How does right. how does the therapy affect skin? Does it tighten your skin or make it feel better? Or are you it asking, John? Are you asking for a friend? Uh, yeah, before I get the <laughs> facelift, you know. It definitely helps skin, hair, nails. Women definitely talk with me about that very commonly. And, uh, it, and like you said, it's a, it's a longer term effect. So hair has like a 90 day cycle of turning over. So that takes a little bit longer for hormones to help with that. However, it's no question that when our hair gets thinner, as we get older, that's definitely due to a decline in hormones. Also, one of my favorite, I, I love people watching. And if I'm in a group of people where I can see a mother and a daughter, I spend a lot of time kind of looking and seeing what is it that changes? What is it that we can see? So we've got the skin changes, the hair, the loss of the tissue underneath the skin. All right. So that, you know, when you see young people that are so everything super nice and plump, you know, a lot of doctors making a lot of money transferring fat around people's bodies, (laughs) which is a temporary solution that, that has its own risks and side effects. But, uh, but, but that's definitely due to the uh, good levels of hormones give that more youthful appearance. Now, uh, this may be a dumb question, and, and it may not be related, but since the hormones do affect our aging, explain to me 
what the gerontologist, do I have that right? The gerontology yes. uh, professionals, what, what are they interested in? Do they deal with hormones or are they more interested in bones and things? You know, because let's face it, uh, the widow's, is it the widow's hump on your back and uh, people I... falling down, breaking bones? That seems to be a major yes. problem. I don't know at what age, maybe after 70, 75 or something like that. But it is be, it is a very big problem. So how, yeah. does, how does all this relate to gerontology? I would say the gerontologists that I know are looking, they're looking at the total person, which I do as well. And exactly, a lot of things that you just mentioned. So cognitive function, so important. We all want to age well, and we want to have our brain and our wits about us, right? We want to maintain balance so that we don't fall. We want to maintain good bone density. Hormones are the best treatment for that. And most people are fine to do that, uh, but not everyone. And so there's a lot of ways to address that as well. And that's all of these are extremely important. Bone fractures, hip fractures are can be devastating. The mortality rate after a hip fracture is is worse than most cancers actually yeah i i've noticed that uh, i'm my own personal um prediction on somebody's life is based on whether they get a hip fracture you know and at what age exactly. if they get a hip exactly. fracture at 50 they can recover they get a hip fracture at 75 it's all over yeah that's true that's true and if they get fractures at younger ages we do a lot more digging and a lot more looking, see what's going on hormonally. And so absolutely, the, the big picture is what matters. We want to, like we said, we want to age well. We don't, we want our, we want a good long lifespan, but we want our health span to go along with that. In your, in, well, as, yeah, in your, in your practice, um, uh, I assume that you have patients that uh, stretch into the 80s, uh, perhaps even mm -hmm. into the 90s. Uh, your most successful patients are in general, uh, how long can you keep um, uh, people generally feeling well? I mean, we're all going to pass at some time, but uh, are you able to help people uh, last into their 80s and 90s and, and have, from your standpoint, much better uh, uh, outcomes or living comes uh, uh, with uh, your therapies? How does that work? Yeah, Art, Art really wants to know, if when he reaches 80, he can still feel like he's 50. Well, I have a 20, I have a 25 year rolling plan. So I need to uh, be prepared for all of these stages of my life. <laughs> right. So 25 years older than where you are is what is old. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe. Which I think that's good. Is that right? It's on the, yes. I, I have my sister planning my hundredth birthday party and she's a couple of years older Perfect. than I am. So we're, we're ready. We need to be ready. Love it. I love that. I love that. I, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, let's see. That was too much fun. I'm trying to remember the question that you asked me specifically. <laughs> How well can people <laughs> feel into their 80s and 90s as no. opposed to uh, not having the therapy at all? All right. Excellent question. And I do think it's partly related to how soon people move on not feeling well. The longer people tolerate not feeling great... The number one, the longer it takes to get to feeling great. And then there's just a, like, there's more catch up to play. Okay. But once we get people feeling good, it's not hard to maintain that. 
all right? It does involve the, the hormone balance is an important part of that, but everything else is also important. Well, the foods that we eat, avoiding toxins in our environment, the, about some degree of keeping active, okay? It's, it's not working out at one of these fitness gyms where you, you know, knock yourself out on a regular basis. I'm not a big fan of those. You know, we have to adapt that. I always say as the building gets older, it requires more maintenance. Okay. All right. And uh, so, but we can stay feeling good for a very long time. That's, that's the name of the game. Yeah. And I think we, we all have to remember that you're not going to feel at 80. You're not going to feel as good as you did at 60. You're going to feel good for being 80 and that's okay. That's what it, I don't know. know. I'll let you know when I get to 80. I don't know about that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I can tell you that's the way it is, boys and girls. It's it's, it's, you got to feel. Never mind. Sorry. Right. I get carried away. As you can tell, that we range in age from mentally uh, (laughs) 35 and uh, mentally. Mentally, 80. Barely. Yeah, 80. Except the anyway, Liz, this is great information. Thank you uh, uh, once again for Pleasure. putting it all into perspective, answering uh, our questions, which I'm not sure are always intelligent questions, but boy, you've got great answers. <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, always welcome. Uh, for anybody who wants to find out more about uh, homotherapy, please go to uh, drlizmd.com. Uh, and to um, uh, see more of the uh, videos, uh, go to youtube.com slash celebrating act two uh, and uh, binge watch Dr. Liz. So uh, thank you much and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye bye. For more on celebrating act two, visit our webpage, follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. And tell your friends, Celebrating Act 2 is the user manual for the second half of your life.